Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I found a couple charts on Wall Street Journal that I wanted to share with you ASAP. Let's go right over. Let me do a quick screen share. And we're going to pull up this first chart called Money Squeeze, Net Percentage of Domestic Banks Tightening Standards for Commercial and Industrial Loans. So we've talked about this here on this channel quite extensively, that although the money supply is going down, the loans outstanding or outstanding credit hasn't been going down that much as far as loans and leases, but the loans or credit being extended to commercial purposes, industrial loans, if you will, this has plummeted. And we see this every single time we go into a recession. So in other words, just prior or when we're in a recession, lending standards, credit becomes tight. And you can see that perfectly with this chart. Go back to the recession of the early 1990s. Where were we? Very, very tight. The high, by the way, the higher this blue line goes, the tighter the lending standards are. And um, let's see. Oh, actually, they are including loans to small firms or they're separating it by loans to small firms and loans to large and mid-sized firms. Don't know you can see that. There's actually two lines here. Unfortunately, they're both blue. It's just one's light blue and one's dark blue. But it uh, looks like they're they're very correlated. So now let's move on to the dot-com bust, and you can see the exact same thing. In fact, let's look at the exact percentage. So again, the higher this goes, the tighter the lending standards are. So 1990, we peaked out at 54.2%. That was right in the middle of a recession. Dot-com, we peaked out 59.6, right around 60%. And again, that was right at the beginning of that recession. And then we moved to the GFC where it really got bad, 83.6%. Now keep in mind, that was Q4 of 2008. Q4 of 2008. So right in the middle, smack dab in the middle, maybe even to the, the uh, closer to the end of the recession we had, the GFC. So now let's look at uh, the Cerveza sickness. Now, this is interesting because it peaked just after the recession, but we really started to see that spike right before, and it got up to 70%. So then the question becomes, okay, where are we now? Well, you can see we have had that same massive spike that we get every time going back to 1990 before a recession, and currently... We are at 49.2, so very similar to where we were at the beginning of the 1990s when we had that recession. And not to beat a dead horse here, but I want to make sure we're on the same page. What I'm referring to is bank lending, bank credit becoming very, very tight. And the higher this blue line goes, the tighter the credit becomes, or the higher the lending standards for these banks that are being pulled. And this, the source of this data is uh, the Federal Reserve themselves. It would be the Fred Wet website, Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. So what's interesting about this article is it's discussing something completely different. It's discussing what the bond market is predicting for the next 10 years as far as the rate of inflation and interest rates. So let's go into that and then see if we can circle back and connect some dots. 
So the title of this article, Investors Need to Worry About the Bond Market's Return to Normality. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. The first thing that he points out, this is James McIntosh. The first thing that James points out is this differential between 10-year treasury yield and the 10-year TIPS yield. Now, TIPS, as most of you know, are these uh, instruments that you can buy that have inflation protection. So they basically pay you inflation plus X. And so if you are someone that believes, like Irving Fisher, I believe was the economist, and you guys can fact check me in the chat here, but I believe it was Irving Fisher was the first economist. I, this, I think, was in the 19th. 30s or the 1920s, it came out with the idea that at the long end of the curve, especially, interest rates are a combination of future growth and inflation expectations. So the author is assuming this is true. And uh, it's it's been a, a very, I guess, consistent correlation for quite some time. So he's assuming this is still true. So since the 10-year tips are trading at 1.89%, let's call it 1.8. And the 10-year treasury is trading at 4.2. This means that the market is predicting that growth over the next 10 years will be right around 1.8%, let's call it, because that's the yield on the tips. And then you subtract that from what the current 10-year treasury is, and you get about uh, 2.4. Yeah, about 2.4. So that's what the market is predicting. Inflation will be over the next 10 years. So although I'm someone that is in the disinflation camp or just kind of right now, I just think we muddle along close to the current rate of CPI until we get the next catalyst, either down or up. But as you guys know from watching my videos, I'm someone that believes that disinflation in general will be will be very inflationary overall. This, uh, did I say this, this decade, excuse me, this decade in general will be very inflationary, similar to what we saw in the 19. 40s. So for me, this prediction would be way, way, way off sides. But I think this may have something more to do with the fact that the 10-year treasury is so low because the market is predicting a hard landing. So if the market wasn't predicting a hard landing, then the uh, inflation expectations for the next 10 years obviously would be much higher. So now uh, what I would argue, uh, now let's connect the dots here from the first chart and the second chart. So I would argue that uh, if you just look at this first chart in uh, 
this is just like the yield curve and so many things we talk about on this channel. This shows us the probability of going into a recession right now is ex if we're not already in one is extremely, extremely high. And therefore, uh, you could see those treasury yields come down dramatically and that spread actually decrease. And one thing that I'd point out here is, uh, you know, they say that this is predicting that we're not going to go back to 0% interest rates. And that was another point that the author made, which I see how he gets there by this uh, Irving Fisher equation, if that's what it was. But I would also point out that we pretty much saw the exact same thing just prior to the GFC, as far as this spread. That, that if, the, if this spread tells us, or is predicting that we're not going to have 0% interest rates, uh, this spread would have been predicting the exact same thing. And boy, oh boy, was it wrong. So uh, a couple really, really cool charts. But I think the main takeaway here is looking at this chart of bank tightening the lending standards and tightening credit for commercial and industrial loans and how it spikes just like it's spiking right now prior or during to every single recession that we have seen going back to 19. 91. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market to capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.